Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It is finally game week. The Buffalo Bills are finally playing football this Monday against the New York Jets, and we will bring you guys all of that coverage tonight on Let's the go. Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. I am Peter. He is Lance, and we have a jammed pack show for you. We're going to do a little bit of both tonight. We're going to do a little – Season predictions, we'll give you a win-loss, we'll give you an MVP, a surprise player, all that kind of fun stuff. And then more of the second half of the show, we will give you guys, we'll start previewing the Jets game, we'll give you our, our, our game predictions, what to look for, all that fun stuff. And then you guys don't want, honestly don't want to miss next week's show, which might be even a little bigger, because we next Tuesday, the day after the game, and we'll recap the whole game for you guys. And if you're listening sure. on audio... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Just type in Built on Buffalo Podcast Network. Lance, how are we doing, my man? Doing great, doing great. Um, glad to see that it's week one of the NFL season. Football is finally back. Really excited to be able to actually see some football, and people can stop squawking all over the internet, and we'll actually see what happens when the teams get on the field. Yeah, and before we start breaking down some of the season predictions. And we'll get to the Jets. Obviously, it's important, so stay for that. Lance, who are we sponsored by? Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in the market. Log in now with promo code BLITZ and get your first deposit matched up to $100. B-I-L-T-Z. And get your deposit matched up to $100 when you sign up using that promo code. And right now, going on, Best Ball Mania 4 is the largest fantasy football contest in all the world. Go in, log in, deposit 25 bucks, get your 25 bucks back. With a match, you get two entries then. It's 25 bucks an entry into a $3 million to first place contest, $15 million total prizes. So what are you waiting for? Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and use promo code BLITZ to sign up right now. If you guys are in the comments section, keep it coming. We're going to give you a lot of things to talk about tonight, so you guys don't want to miss any of it whatsoever. Chris, what's up, Chris? What's up, Robbie? Hi, Lance's mom. Everyone in the comments section, keep it coming, as always. And, Lance, we're going to start with you. We're going to get right into it. We're going to waste no time tonight. Buffalo Bills record prediction for this season. Lance, give me... Give me your thoughts. Give me what what you have. How many wins do you think the Bills are going to have and how many losses? And who are the losses to, technically? Yeah, I kind of want to echo what I said a little bit earlier in the preseason, I think, when we kind of did some things about what we're thinking. Um, and I wanted to say 12-5 and five for the record for the Bills this year. I think it's going to be a hard schedule, but they're going to uh, grind through it. 
I think the tough matchup, it could be 12 and five or 13 and four. I'm going to go 12 and five, but I think the matchup against the Jaguars in London is going to be the deciding factor on whether there's four or five losses. I think if they win that Jacksonville game, they go 13 and four with losses to Kansas city, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and I had them one other game hit me. Who's the heart next hardest opponent? You said lost to the Jaguars. No chiefs. Eagles. Got it. Bengals. Jaguars. Did Jaguars. They play, the, yep. they play the Chargers. They play Dallas. They play at Miami. They play the Jets, obviously. Yeah, I think it was a division game. That's right. So so one of those games. So one division loss, and then the four losses there, potentially three or four, and that's going to give you a 12-5 and five record for the Bills, which will set them up in good position. I don't think they necessarily get the one seed this year but I do think that they're in prime position to at least host one playoff game and we'll see where it goes. It might be beneficial to host wildcard weekend and go on the road after that due to the weather in Buffalo, but we'll see how it all works out. Right. I like 12 and five. I think that's a very realistic uh, expectation for what the bills are going to be. Uh, I did my other podcast a couple of days ago, came out this morning and I, we did our NFL season preview and I talked about, where I have the Bills finishing in the AFC. I didn't give a win-loss projection on the show, but I gave where I think the Bills are going to finish in the AFC. And I had them finishing in second uh, and the Chiefs being one. So the Chiefs getting that wow, uh, that automatic bite of the division around why the Bills get the 2-7 matchup again. I have the Bills going 13-4. and four. I think they get the 13 wins. I think they got the 13 wins last year. And I think this, this team's better. I do think, and I think people have, and this should be duly noted, the Bills' schedule this year is harder than it was last year. I think it is. I think it's harder than it was last year. But I do think a lot of the AFC East teams as well. So I do think 11 wins can win this division. I know it's, people say it's the hard, hardest division in football, and it might be. But these division, the teams in the division have one of the hardest strengths to schedules in football based off who they got matched up and who they played. So it right. could result in some somebody winning 11 games and winning the division, which is 100% realistic. But I haven't gone 13 and 4. They won 13 games last year. I'm not going to list what, what what the Bills went through last year. Everyone knows it's well right. uh, well documented. I have them losing week five to the Jaguars. I had them going to London, tough game, losing that game, which is okay if you start 4 0, you lose the Jaguars, not the end of the road. Then I have them losing week 12 at the Eagles, mm-hmm. then getting the bye week, then losing week 14 at the Chiefs, and then losing week 18 at Miami. I have them beating. In their three toughest games, which would be the Eagles, Chiefs, and Bengals, I have them winning one, and I'd be at Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a crazy game, and I'll give them that win. I, I have one so. division loss. Either. Yeah, that'd be a cool one to be at, actually. But I have yeah. at Miami. It was week 18, and you never know. That game might mean nothing. 13-3, and three, it might be the Chiefs might be already locked up, or that mean, might mean everything, and that might be a brutal loss, and they right. fall from one to two. Yeah, I don't know, obviously. I don't know how it's going to play out. So I'm going 13-4 with those losses. Obviously, you could flip a couple. You could have them losing one of the games against the Jets or, you know, two. You know what? Another realistic, if you want to get them to 12 and five, having two losses in the division, that also could be a possibility to get to 12 and five. Uh, I do think this team division is going to beat up on each other a little more than it has in years past, which For results sure. in maybe a team winning 11 games, winning the division, which might not result in a one or two seed, but it would result in a home playoff game. Yeah, I think one of the first. Um, couple of games there against the division opponents, whether it's the Jets or the Dolphins, uh, week one or week four. I think they they could potentially yes. um, 
come out and and lay a lay an egg um and we're not, we're not sure i mean we we had the i was talking we were on the uh zoom call earlier with the 33rd team with um andy benoit and, and ari marov and they were saying that they don't watch you know, andy specifically said he doesn't watch the preseason because you know it gives you a false sense of what these teams are going to be so a lot of pittsburgh fans may be rah rah right now because of the preseason and then when it gets to regular season time you know, they may see a shift in what happens. And same thing for a lot of other teams. You know, the Bills came out really flat against Pittsburgh. So people got a, you know, bug in their ear that, oh, man, the Bills are going to fall off. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the preseason is what it's for is to get guys back in the swing of things, back in the motion of things. And if you take that for what it is, um, you can see certain people's techniques and stuff, but there's no real game planning the formations are not being used so people are left more one-on-ones and yeah although you'd like to see more people win one-on-one battles it's just not necessarily what the preseason's for so i think that's a, a perfectly understandable prediction i think that the 13 and 4 or 12 and 5 um maybe 11 and 6 if things get a little bit rough but i, I really think that you're, well, you're looking at 11 12 13 win team here ready they won ready. 11 and 6 two years ago and they won the division mm-hmm so they done it. I don't know. It's it's possible. If you, I think this team's what would you say their floor is? Ten wins? Is that their floor? Probably. I wouldn't think that they are they're gonna lose um they too might, many go, more than that. I, I mean, I think eleven is more of the floor, but I guess barring any unforeseen I, I was gonna say like uh, injuries losing like a couple like if you lose Josh Allen, obviously the floor is two or some yeah, stupid yeah. number. It's it, it's I'm talking about like if stuff goes bad and it's tough. Assuming to full I health, I think it's eleven, honestly. You think it's over? I think it's 10, and I think the mass is 14. There's 15. Joe coming in. Jody Baker's coming in here thinking 14 and 3. So thanks, Joe. If you guys have other things that you're predicting out there, send them in. Yeah, let us know what we got. And, uh, you know, interact with us. Let's get some comments flowing here. We got a nice show planned, but we'd love to hear from all of you as well. So, Also, I hope Joe's right, and I hope you and I are wrong. Yeah. I'd love to be wrong as long as it's more than what I predicted in that list. (laughs) Yeah, but I would would say the floor is like 10 wins, and then I would say the max is probably 15. I don't know. Yeah, one of the cool things. 15 um, and 2 is unreal. Yeah, I don't know if it's really going to be doable, but uh, I think that with the the schedule the way it is, like I said, I I really think the the tough part is going to London – with the Jags, I just see like typical, you know, and maybe, maybe they'll prove us wrong. Maybe this year they're all about business. Maybe Diggs has those guys ready to go and keeps them kind of more on the straight and narrow, but I'm just thinking London, it's a little more party scene. Are they going to get loose out there? And then do they get too loose and kind of come out and then aren't uh, as sharp as they need to be on game day? So that's kind of why I'm kind of predicting that um, that game could be a loss there uh, against the Jaguars in London. Yeah, the one in trips tough. It's 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 something that we haven't seen since the EJ Manuel days. So nobody on this team. I don't know if they did it on other teams, like if Diggs did it in Minnesota. I don't know, but I know Josh Allen's never been to London. I don't know if McDermott was. I don't know if Carolina ever won. We can obviously go back and look at it, but it's it's, it's a it's a foreseen. It's a different type of animal in London. Yeah. The Jaguars are used to it, and I get the Jaguars are used to it, but like it's not like Trevor Lawrence is super used to it. It's it, there's different guys that are used to it. And it's been in years past. And, now the Jaguars uh, will be able to be in London. Yes, 
they were for, two, for the week before. So that's really the, it's like, you know, they're already there the week prior in week four and then playing again in week five against the Bills. So they're going to have a little bit of more acclimation um, to the time change and things like that. And, and all that stuff matters. I mean, having traveled from east to west coast of the United States um, a bunch throughout the years of my career, um, it's just it takes a toll on you, man, and you get kind of bogged down. So I can understand the athletes, um, you know, maybe <clears throat> taking that trip. And, you know, when you take trips like that, too, you always, you know, I always catch a bug. Usually, you know, some you get where you're mm-hmm. not feeling the greatest, you know. So as long as they can work through all that. And I think if it's straight up and and not all these factors into account, the Bills could win that game easily. But oh, yeah. I think that, you know, with all those factors in, you know, taken into account, that's why. I think we we kind of go for a loss. Now I I had I had to pick Cincinnati as a loss because of you know what we've seen between the Bengals and Bills the last two times they played, and I know that ga- the game in the regular season got cut short. But before it got cut short, they were Cincinnati was kind of going up and down the field on us, you know. So yeah, I don't know were. I don't know that I hope that they can go and and uh, make make it um, kind of a redemption a little bit there that would be sweet i would be all for, like I, look i'm i'm all for the bills going 17 and 0 i'm just giving you my prediction on what i've seen trying to be realistic of what i'm going to see on the field i think that you know the matchups the way they are would would tend to lend themselves to a potential loss now i think the potential big news in this and why i might actually be leaning more towards 13 and 4 would be is actually them winning the Kansas City game especially if Travis Kelsey misses any time he's got a hyperextended knee just uh today so that could change a lot depending on his health and the health of the chiefs Uh, they are missing now frank clark gone and uh chris jones holding out so we'll see how i do think that that might have more went more of effect their first four or five games then i guess when we play them week four that's what I would yeah, think. You don't know, yeah, you don't know what it, Travis's I would think health is going to be throughout well, the season. If he re-aggravates mm-hmm. that or, God forbid, anything no, more serious happens. But if he, if he does have any history or any um, any injury type of problems this season, that could bode uh, badly for the Chiefs. And, and especially in a matchup with the Bills, Kelsey's been the main guy to allow them to um, have success against the Bills, I believe. Michael's talking about some cap space. I don't think anything's in the works. They had to get to cap complacent today, the Bills did, which was the restructure of Ryan Bates and Taron Johnson. Yeah, look, from everything I've heard, and, and this is just, you know, you can listen to it just as well as I can, I understand, but, you know, from listening to Sal Capaccio and those guys talk on WGR and those and and just listening to what people are saying, it seems like, you know, this is just to be cap compliant because yeah. you have to get to the 53 um, you have to get 53 guys now and had some injury stuff and whatnot to pay out. So I think this uh, restructures today were more um, in the line of just making sure they stay cap compliant and above the cap. I'm not sure it's necessarily freeing up anything for any additional moves. Scott's saying we lose a home game without a doubt. There is a chance. Yeah, obviously. I didn't really factor that in, but that maybe sits more to that 12 and five. And it, it is tough that we play at the Bengals, at the Eagles and at the Chiefs. Okay, that's a yeah, that's it's... a brutal. The NFL did not help us with that, and I think it's a little unfair that we played at the Chiefs again. I, I forgot Sal broke it down why we did or why we are a couple months ago or when the schedule came out. I don't remember it. You can, I can go back and look at it. Eventually. Yeah, it's all about the um, you know, how the structure is with 
mm-hmm. you know, we've been playing the one seed plays the one seed. And then is it yeah? this year we're playing the West. So it's not. So now it's like it's different because now we're playing the West. So we go about, you know, how that all worked yeah, out last time we played the West. We're so. playing the AFC West. We're playing the NFC East. In in other years, it's been because we played, you know, them as just interdivision or yeah, interdivisional games, mm-hmm. and they had, a, I believe, they maybe had the record, and maybe that's why they got the home. I'm not sure either, but either way, one of these days we're gonna get them in Buffalo, so we'll see how that goes. Joe, Joe, you ain't wrong. It'd be nice to win all three of those games. It'd be nice to win all three of those games. Uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna keep moving for time constraints here. Buffalo Bills defensive MVP. So now we're going towards more of the West Wing loss production. So we're gonna before we get to the offensive, Lance, give me, and it doesn't have to be an obvious answer. There is some obvious answers. Obviously, when we get to the offensive side of the ball, there is a clear cut obvious answer, and we don't have to do that just for because people want to know. Give me one defensive MVP that you think probably changed the season. Change in the season, Greg Rousseau. If Greg Rousseau is the defensive MVP, then I think that we are going to put away all that talk about draft picks and all this stuff because if he becomes that bona fide stud on the outside of our edge uh, on the defensive line, I think that you're talking about a big hit there for years to come, and I think he's poised for that kind of year. Also, sorry if I structured my question wrong. Did I mean I meant to say, like, who's your defensive MVP? I structured that question wrong. Is that, is that your defensive MVP? But you answered the question perfectly. Yeah, I think it can be. I think that's <laughs> that an option me. based upon that was on you know, me. What, um, who I think it's going to be overall. Yeah, sorry. I um, I, is, is, that was my It's going to be it's, – it's tough because, you know, Matt Milano is such such a enigma type of player. He's, you know, one of a kind out there. Um, but I would like to – what I would I would kind of like to see – um, one of our safeties be that, but I'm going to say uh, Matt Milano. I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a great answer. And sorry that I messed up the question a little bit, but yeah, you gave me more. You can give me another answer. That yeah, more answers, more happy. Bills, right? more answers. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Milano's a great one. I like you said safeties. I'm going to go secondary. I'm going to go Tre'Davious White. Yeah, I think Tre'Davious White's going to be the yeah. I think I think he's going to be the Buffalo Bills MVP this year. I think he's going to. I've been talking. I think he's going to. A bounce back year. I think when he came back from that ACL last year, he clearly wasn't a hundred percent. And I think this year, I think he's going to show that he's still an elite top ten corner. I still think he is. But I think he's going to be one of those proven lockdown corners that kind of changes the defense that we didn't have last year with already an elite defense to make it even more elite. So I do think he is someone that I think the Bills should rely on. So I like Trey White, Matt Milano, obviously Von Miller is the type of guy. Uh, both the safeties. Ed Oliver, those type of guys. Daquan Jones is a sneaky pick because he can do the run stuff. Uh, Bob, Mola- Bob's going with Milano as well. That's a great mm-hmm. one, but I, I do like the defensive MVP for Milano and Trey White. Okay, right. so before Lance, Lance, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so guys, we got a little special guest here. I'm, I've got a little drink in my hand here from Octane Energy. And we're going to bring in our guy right now, I Supreme from Octane Energy. We met at the Wing Fest this uh, past weekend. And I Supreme, how you doing, brother? Did you get back home okay? Yes, sir. What's going on, gentlemen? I heard a little bit of that conversation. I do have some, I do have my, 
little a little bit of an opinion when it comes to the defense yeah. of the Bills. I'm looking forward to seeing what they like what they look like coming back, especially with all, all the injuries that they suffered last year. And I know Tredavious White, I know he was a definitely a, a big piece that really suffered that really like really hurt the back end of that defense. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they bring it all together. And I'm and I know Sean McDermott definitely has some stuff up his sleeve. Yeah, absolutely. With McDermott calling the plays now, I think that makes a good point is you're going to put these guys in a, a real good position to succeed. Not that they weren't in a position to succeed under Leslie Frazier. I just think that now with everyone coming back, just the, all the pieces are now healthy this year for now. And if we can maintain that health throughout the season, it bodes well for this defense. Um, but brother, tell us a little bit about Octane Energy. I got one in my hand here. I got a couple behind me right here. You can see two flavors orange mango watermelon kiwi we got it's a it's a woman-owned operation and i assume that's tony who i met as well right and so so, so tell actually, us a little uh, bit about it yeah so it's actually so actually woman-owned and veteran-owned so the woman-owned tag on there was because um we're woman-owned and we're also veteran-owned uh certified so uh and and um so we definitely want to represent both sides of the spectrum and Amazing. yeah so my wife uh she came up with the idea she wanted to come out with an energy drink something that would be for everybody so we came up so we sat down we kind of figured it all out and we put together some we put together a plan and we went to the right lab the lab helped us create the perfect formula and now it's something that everyone can really drink and everyone can can kind of get with and it's not just for um it's not an energy drink that's masking itself or it's not a pre-workout that's masking itself as an energy drink it's legit that's an energy drink and it gives you a boost to whatever you want to get through that day and just like the people of Highmark Stadium, they learned that this drink also goes really well with uh, with cocktails, right? So it just uh, it, it goes it goes with cocktails. It goes with a pre workout. It goes with a post workout. It goes if you just want to you know chill on a podcast or like uh, hot like hop in a game or two, whatever you want to do. And that's also something that I um I'm glad I have y'all attention because now that we're going to be doing work with the Highmark Stadium, which is the home of the Buffalo Bills. Um, I kind of want some help coming up with a signature cocktail for them to to serve in the clubhouse. So if you have if you have any ideas or any suggestions of a cocktail, we could send the great people at Highmark to uh, to create to create for the uh, for the bars on there. I'm definitely all game. Definitely, we'll get that. If you got anything in the comments, and we'll we'll get you de definitely get you something. And and let you know, I I I drank the I didn't drink any coffee yesterday, and I went with the Octane. And then I hit my workout about 10 a.m. yesterday, and it was great. Had a good workout, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour, and and you know I was powered through the whole time. I had a bunch of energy, um, didn't really even feel that tired, and I and I crushed myself. So I'm um, standing up right now, and and my glutes and my legs are uh, definitely um, feeling it right now. So is our guy Izzy? Check out uh, Izzy. He's on Built in Buffalo Sundays at Red Zone Report. We'll get you guys in touch. Um, see if you can hook up with him. He's a veteran as well. And uh, he'd love to help out with that. Yeah, actually, I actually got a question for you. No, so no, definitely appreciate it. You talked you talked about what you're doing with the oh, Bills no, and Highmark Stadium. So yeah, you know, go go more into that. What exactly you're doing? I know you talked about a cocktail and all that stuff, but what are you exactly doing with the Bills and Highmark Stadium? And how can the people of Buffalo get into it? So and uh, so this is this is really this is really special to me, right? Because even though I am not a Bills fan, I'm a New York Giants fan. But but Ooh. my brother and uh, someone I served in the Marine Corps with, he's he's a that's his childhood team, right? So we were roommates for a while, 
I've seen go Bills everywhere, waking up all the time, and they're in AFC, so I never had any hate towards the Bills. And honestly, I'm a big Bills fan this year since they play NFC East, and I want them to crush the Eagles, the Commanders, and the uh, Cowboys, of course. So I'm a huge Bills fan for at least three games until they play the Giants week six or week seven. <laughs> but outside of that, I'm a big Bills fan. But uh, but no, the people at Buffalo always treated me great. Um, every time I've gone to a tailgate, I've always left hammered and happy, um, which is the Buffalo way. Um, always had a great time. People always welcomed me, always welcomed me in with like open arms and everything. So when uh, when the opportunity came, I reached out to Drew Serza, um, the Wing King, and I asked him, can we sponsor the Buffalo Wing Fest and can we join? And he thought it'd be a great opportunity to uh, introduce our drink to the people of Buffalo. And the people of Buffalo showed up and showed out. And uh, and, and at Highmark, what they did was they, they bought some sample cases to see how it would go. And then uh, next thing you know, the cases that they bought sold out. And they wanted to bring us in on a more of a permanent basis as an energy drink in Highmark Stadium. So we'll be served in um, in a clubhouse as well as the uh, vendors around the stadium. Beautiful. So if you're at a Bills game, check it out. They got two great flavors. Orange mango is my favorite. Watermelon kiwi is awesome. I'm just a really big orange fanatic. So I love the orange Same. stuff. And then we're also going to get uh, potentially be able to see you up for the Giants game, right? You talked about that. So I'd love to talk more about that offline and get you up here and we'll get you uh, in with the mafia uh, during the tailgating and stuff like that, brother. Absolutely. And if, and if I get invited to the Giants um, Bills tailgate, I promise I won't bring too much Giants paraphernalia. <laughs> At best, I wear a hat and I'll just wear like a like a neutral blue shirt. I'll there be respectful go. of Bills Mafia, but I, I can't can't say I won't wear a hat. So Yeah, I, we got I, you, brother. I, You're good. Wear whatever you're comfortable with, man. We're all love. So I'm going to be with my my cousin and his friends are Giants fans, and they're coming up for the game. And, um, you know, I'm going to have my uncle with me That's a, that is a Bills fan and got me into this whole thing And when I was young. So uh, definitely a family affair uh, for that game. I think it's always a lot, you know, a lot of people in New York were either, you know, Giants, Jets, or Bills fans. So when Giants and Bills get together, it's always a good time. So Absolutely. I, I haven't tried this, so I got I to gotta get my hands on some. Octane, so yeah, I haven't tried. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an energy drink guy. I, I drink some energy. I don't go crazy with energy drinks, but I like to dabble in them. So I yeah, haven't tried it. So I got to put my hands in. Yeah, shoot me oh. your address, and, I, and, I, and, I'll send, and I'll send you some, of course. Um, oh, and, awesome. and, and, and before you let me go, I know you have a packed show. Um, and I want to continue listening, but um, what's what's your predictions for week one? Have you, I gotten, have you gotten into week one as far as uh, the Jets go? And I know Von Miller is out for like the first four weeks. Uh, so how do you, how do y'all see this game going, especially where where like the Jets swing tack the Jets tackles are like kind of suspect right now? I'll go first. We haven't fully got into it, but because you're because you're, you're doing some doing some great things. Uh, I look. I think it's it's obviously a marquee game. Everyone's hyping up the Jets, but you, you brought up a great point right there. The Jets tackles their offensive line isn't great right now. They're kind of suspect and you're throwing a, a veteran quarter, quarterback in there with Aaron Rodgers who doesn't move as well as he used to 10 years ago. I, I like the Bills chances. I think it's gonna be tough. I think the Jets defense has played Josh Allen pretty well over the last couple of years. Robert Sal, there's something about Robert Sal versus Josh Allen. But I do think this is the Jets team that takes a little while to get going if they're gonna get going. And I do think they're gonna win about 10 to 11 games. So I do, I do think it takes a little while. So I do think the Bills kind of I think I catch them at the perfect time which is week one. Everyone's talking about them. The Bills are flying under the radar. So I do like the Bills' chances uh, week one. I think yeah, Matt I think Milano would be a really big piece because he's a great blitzer. 
Um, and like him blitzing, I think can definitely cause some confusion on on, on that offensive line while they're trying to like get like get some cohesion because mm-hmm. who is it? Um, the big guy I forgot his name. Uh, who was out? The the, the right tackle now. He was left tackle. We kept Makai Becton. So yeah. Makai Becton, um, he's he hasn't played a full game in three years. So who knows how long his leg is going to stand up or how comfortable he's going to be or or if he's even going to have the win. So and 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 they also haven't played together long enough. So I think with those blitzes and the stunts that that Sean McDermott is going to throw at that line, it's definitely going to make Aaron Rodgers move more than he's comfortable moving, especially early on in the season before he gets kind of warmed up. For sure, for sure. I think that you know it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think the Bills um, lead going into you know like four. The way I see it is the Bills have a touchdown lead. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball with four minutes left. The Bills make the stop and win the game. That's my prediction. It's an exciting game right there. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, man. From your lips to God's <laughs> ears. I know my friend, my brother, he'll be very, very, very hammered and happy if that happens. Like he, I would get a lot of weird texts from him if the if, <laughs> if the Bills <laughs> beat the Jets like that and like in that in that fashion. I think it, it can definitely happen. I think it's going to come down to who makes less mistakes. I don't see Josh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Allen making um, the same mistakes he made last year. I think that was an aberration. Um, I don't think he's going to repeat those same mistakes. I think like last year was last year. I think he learned from it. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think it's going to come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. And, and honestly, the mistake can easily come from a sack fumble. Uh, uh, we know uh, just like the I saw a comment pop up at Oliver is very good at, um, at getting to the quarterback. Matt Milano is really good at getting to the quarterback. Tredavious White, him being back is going to really spark that secondary. So I think it's going to come down who makes the least amount of mistakes. And outside of Garrett Wilson, who do the Jets really have? That's a consistent wide receiver, right? Like they constantly talk about the wide receiver core. Um, McCole Harbin, there's a reason why he's not on, he's not on the Chiefs anymore. Um, and like I can't even name you their tight ends. So and don't let me get into the 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 Bills tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, I think he's I, I absolutely love him as a sleeper this year. And, and Knox and, and Kincaid Knox. against that linebacking crew is going to be just all day. I think. Uh, I think you're mm-hmm. exactly right. Absolutely. Okay, I appreciate it, Supreme. I appreciate you bringing your product and what you're doing for obviously veterans and for obviously just a great, a great story and a great company. So I'm excited to try it. I'm just ex- excited to try it. And we might have to get you back on the show in a couple weeks again. You're, you're bringing some good knowledge. I appreciate it. No, yeah, let's so the week of the Giants game. Let's uh, let's try yeah. to get you in, and we can have a yeah, little little fun with you. We'll yeah, beat you up a little bit there. Yeah, thanks for the invite, <laughs> gentlemen. Look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely, brother. Take yeah. it easy. All right, bye. Thank you. All right, guys. I Supreme with uh, Octane Energy. Great folks. We met him at the Wing Fest and hit it off. And I said, Hey, why don't you jump on and 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 come on the show? And you know, they gave me a couple free uh, free samples here, and uh, so. Cheers to them! Hey, uh, great he, flavor, he, great energy. He said, "He said, send me my address. I'm sending. I'm, I'm Lance. I'm going to make you send him my address. I want to. I want to try some and get my hands on it." Uh, 
Okay, before we get more into the the Jets conversation that we kind of just started a couple minutes ago, I want to end with two quick, not rapid fire things, but two quick things for the season predictions, and then we'll get into the Jets talk. Yep. So, Lance, we just I talked wanted about to the highlight real quick oh. on the defensive yeah. MVP. I brought this up while Ice right. Cream was talking, but my buddy Matt came in and said this, and I think you know that would be great if this happened. And I don't know if you can get. Uh, an MVP without playing the first four games, I'm sure, you know, this is absolutely right. So if he comes back and just is a game wrecker, the way um, we want him to be the way, excuse me, we're, the way we're used to him playing, I think this is slam dunk that Von Miller is going to be the defensive MVP. So that's absolutely right. No, I like that. I think Von Miller has the, the, the tools, the impact on this defensive line. If he comes back fully healthy, is he with, is he with the super chats tonight? Love it. Is he appreciating the comment section? And as always check, is he out Sunday's red zone report and go to the Buffalo uh, built in Buffalo Twitter uh, page to ch- and Facebook page to check out our weekly schedule to make sure you guys know exactly when all of the shows are happening. Jam packed schedule. So Lance Buffalo bills, offensive MVP. Who do you got? I think Josh Allen's the easy answer, but I really want to yeah. say uh, Stefan Diggs. I hope that he comes out and, and, and can produce, you know, um, over a hundred catches, over 1,600 yards with over 10 touchdowns. I think that's going to be a huge season for Stephon Diggs. I think he's focused. He's, you know, had the the offseason uncertainty, but I think that he's just wanting to win. He wants to come in. And like I said before when we were talking, excuse me here, <clears throat> I think that, you know, him having this team focused and, you know, being about business all season long could be the real difference this year for this team. I think you know, him and Gabe taking the captaincies very seriously this year. And those guys, I think, just are – they have a sour taste in their mouth about last year, and I think they're going to come out and really want to prove something this year. But they can't really do anything without Josh Allen being really good, so I don't mm-hmm. see another answer other than Josh. And before I get to my answer, if you're listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, it comes out tomorrow morning really bright and early. So if you missed the show, download it and listen on your drive to work. And if you're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, follow all of that. Make sure you comment. If you're on Twitter, retweet, YouTube, like, subscribe, Facebook, follow, and like, and all that fun stuff. So my offensive MVP, I look, I could go the Josh Allen rap. That's the obvious answer. You and I would agree. We would move on. You went Diggs. Great answer. I'm going a little unconventional here. I'm going James Cook. And I think he's going to have a, a really good year. I was listening to Matthew Barry, who now works for NBC. Uh, formerly ESPN fantasy guy, and I think he's pretty well tapped in with, Absolutely. I guess, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks because he knows what he's talking about for fantasy. And he thinks James Cook's going to have a great fantasy year. He thinks he's going to be a three-down back. He thinks he's going to be in pass pro. He thinks he's going to catch passes out of the backfield, screen passes, get a ton of carries, to make the Bills' offense a little more balanced than it has in your past. If all of those are true, I think James Cook can be have a monster year. I think he might be – I still don't believe he'll have that full workhorse but if he becomes a three down back and use him in the red zone, I think he kind of has a different dimension like Diggs does, like Davis does, Kincaid and Knox, Hardy and Sherfield. But this is a different dimension out of the backfield. So I think James Cook is my offensive MVP. I do think Damian Harris is going to have a good year. I think Damian Harris can be that nice change of pace back. And I think Lance, you and I both agreed. I think we kind of like Damian Harris, Damian Harris signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to meet him last year in New England. Cool guy. Got to watch him up close a couple times, and I do think he's a good change of pace back. But I, do, I think James Cook has a chance to be very vocal and very a very high vocal point on this uh, Bills offense. 
Absolutely. You know, I think I was going to talk about him in our next segment a little bit, but I'm going to change it up now that you made him the MVP oh. discussion. But uh, yeah, I think that Cook is obviously poised for a big season. Um, if if he executes in what the Bills are planning to do with him, I think it can be really huge. The yards I also catch the ability to get yeah. downfield on a linebacker, those kind of routes out of the backfield where if he's on a safety or linebacker, they're not going to be able to keep up. I think it's going to be pretty um, impressive to see what Jimbo can cook up this year. I also want to preface Josh Allen is the MVP. Like that's yeah, 100%. Obviously, and then Diggs and Diggs and Lance went Diggs, so I didn't want to be redundant and go Diggs. Uh, final season prediction that – before we get to the Jets, most surprising player. Lance, give me one player that I think maybe people aren't talking about enough that you think is going to have a pretty decent year. Yeah, I'm going to give two because I can't decide between them. But, you know, a guy like Dawson Knox, where people are already penciling in um, Dalton Kincaid as the, you know, the overall tight end, I really think Knox adds a really good punch down in the red zone. And that's where they kind of struggled last year a little bit. Um, and I think that this year, we're going to be able to see a guy like Dawson Knox flourish a little bit more than people think. And then the other guy for the same exact reason is Trent Sherfield. I think Trent Sherfield in the red zone is going to be dynamic. I don't think people are quite understanding what he brings to the team, his physicality in the run game, and then his ability to be effective down in the red zone is going to really be something to watch. I like that. I like both of that. I'm going AJ Empanenza. I think. Obviously, with Von Miller being out the first four weeks, he's going to get more snap counts than he would with Von Miller there, right? Obviously, it's Rousseau and Leonard Floyd, and then Embenenza is the third edge. With Von, he's the fourth. Embenenza quietly had six, six and a half sacks last year. And I think he f- fell under the radar. People talked about him getting shipped off, traded, uh, even cut potentially this offseason. He makes the roster, and he makes the roster pretty confidently. Nobody was ever questioning it when we got into training camp. He's going to be the third edge rusher for the first four weeks. He's going to be the fourth edge rusher uh, week five and beyond. And that creates great depth at the Bills pass rusher in the pass rushing room. But I think Epinenza, I think he gets about seven sacks. I think he has another solid productive year. And if he's your fourth edge rusher around that six, six and a half sack total, I think that's a pretty good edge rusher. So I do think Epinenza is probably my one player that maybe he's flying under the radar. And I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I like it. And uh, Roy came in with Spencer Brown. I had to highlight that a little bit because I <laughs> it made me laugh. So Excuse I hope me. he's right. Yeah. I, I, you know what? A lot of times I don't know if I agree with Roy or want Roy to be right with some of the things he says. That's what I do right. for sure. But I do. If Roy's right, then the Bill season looks a little different than we think. Because and we already think they're gonna have a great year. But if you have a, a good year from Spencer Brown, right? It, it, it changes a ton. It changes a hundred percent, a ton. We're going to move on. We're done with our season predictions. Uh, that was a fun little segment. We're going to get on to what our weekly show will usually look like. If you guys didn't watch my in-season show last year, it was on Wednesdays at the time. To wrap it's... that up, though, sorry to oh, interrupt, sorry. but I just no. had a thought. Where do you think that that puts the Bills' rank in the AFC for the playoff picture, though? Did we? I don't know if we said that. So not, no, you don't have to give out everyone's record or anything, but – you know, where do you, where do you think? Because I'm just going to give you mine real quick. I think Baltimore gets the one seed this year. And then I think it's either KC or Jacksonville. 
and I'm leaning towards Jacksonville, depending on Travis Kelsey's health, obviously, and things like that. But mm-hmm. they they did so. Then, you know, I'm having the Bills at three or four here. I'm thinking in the AFC. So where do you think they finish though in the AFC? I think they finish two. I like Kansas City one. I like Buffalo two. Baltimore three. Jacksonville four. Those are my there four. I think Bills okay. finish two. Just missed out on that buy. So I like them at two. Okay. Moving on. What are we doing? We previewing the Jets game now? What do we got We're a game to preview the- here? I, I was about Holy to Holy smokes. I was about to get into what our weekly show will look like. And me and Lance are talking about off air. But if you guys missed my didn't watch any of my shows last year, listen on any of the platforms. Basically, I do we do about half the show will be, and obviously the show runs about an hour. We might do a little longer depending on in season stuff, but half the show, maybe a little more on the previous game and the second half of the show preview in the game depending on circumstance, like next week, next Tuesday, there might be more of a chance that we talk maybe 40 minutes to the Jets and preview 20 minutes. And we might go for an hour 15 in season. Tonight, running early, I got a fantasy draft to do at nine. So I got to get out of here. But we're going to start with, we're going to do last 20 minutes preview in the Jets game. So Lance, how do the Bills slow down Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, and that Jets offense? Yeah, I mean, it's way easier said than done especially with the talent those guys have a guy like Tredavious white and Teron Johnson are going to really have to show out here. I think they need to take away the quick passing game. They need to stop the run and then try to pressure Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, if he's feeling pressure, is going to be able to get a quick throw out to a guy like Garrett Wilson with his skill set. If the bills can lock that up, He's going to have to hold the ball, and if he holds the ball for just a tick longer, we hope that our rush can get home. Ed Oliver seems like he's fired up. Now this is a thing where you can't you can either buy into the preseason or not, and, and Ed Oliver was on fire the third preseason game, and I whether you want to buy into that or not, I think that it could translate, and we'll see. But I think that you know putting the pressure on Aaron Rodgers gives you uh, a good chance to win. I think the, the, the biggest part probably is then stopping – either Brees Hall or Delvin Cook. All right, I was trying to kill a mosquito. Um, got a fly swatter there or what? No, I think I got it. Who knows? If it bites me, it bites me. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. I do. I think the pressure is obviously important. I think you had to take away the Jets' only legit receiver. Yeah. I think you got to make them go to someone else that's not Gary Wilson. Well, anytime you go through the weeks and we talk about, well, you got to take away this guy. You take away this guy. Whatever, whatever. Week two, they got Devonta Adams. They got to take away. What's the Raiders? Well, it's not. It's easier said than done. But I do think the Jets are very limited at the other positions. I do. And it's a lot of new guys. I get it. Alan Lazard played with Rodgers. But he, like Nicole Harmon's a new guy. You also have like, Randall Cobb is nothing at this point, in my opinion. You, it's Lazard and Nicole Harmon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Are there two and threes. I'm not buying Randall Cobb at this point of his career. If you can slow down Garrett Wilson, who's coming into a second year, going to need to have a big second year. He had a great rookie year, but second year is a little different. There's something called film on you. There's tape on you. People mm-hmm. played you m- multiple times. People know how to guard you. It's a little different than a veteran receiver that just knows how to beat people. Garrett Wilson's going to have to adjust because he's going to see different coverages than he has seen in the past. It's just the nature of the game. So I do think the Bills can limit Garrett Wilson and kind of take him away, take away Aaron Rodgers' favorite target or his best target. It, it puts a lot of strain on a bunch of bottom-tier type of receivers. I do like Alan Wilson. I think he's good. They gave him 11 a million. At this point, it doesn't really matter what they gave him. He's not that type of player. 
And McCall yeah. Harmon was just, just, it's just a speedster. I don't think they have the dynamic weapons that I think people think. And I saw this today. I was listening to something. It might have been, was it, who said, I don't know. I was listening to something. He says, are we, are we expecting Aaron Rodgers just to get plunked into this Jets uh, weaponry and excel? And then the guy, the guy made a point. What weaponry are we talking about? The offensive line's kind of subpar. I like the running back room. I do. If Brees Hall comes back healthy. I don't know how much Dalvin Cook has left in the tank, but I think if Brees Hall comes back healthy, he's a game changer. But after Garrett Wilson, there's not a lot of targets. I think it's it's a little slipped on that the Jets don't have a ton of weapons. And I think if the Bills can kind of slow down uh, Garrett Wilson and make it harder on him, it, 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 it creates a tough, tough scene for Rodgers on Monday night. Yeah, I think the thing with their weapons is that Aaron Rodgers is going to make everybody better, right? So I think that when you talk yeah. about the weapons, I you have to talk about how Aaron Rodgers, how those weapons are with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, not how those weapons are with others. Now, Lazard has been with Aaron Rodgers, so you know he and- has that familiarity. Um, Cole Hardman was with Patrick Mahomes and still struggled a bit at times. Yeah. Um, but now with Hardman being sort of third or fourth down on the wide receiver chart, mm-hmm. he's not a bad option for that third or fourth weapon. Now they have nothing at tight end and McCole Hardman couldn't even succeed with a, with the best tight end ever, you know, by his side. So we'll see how that works out. But um, you know, with the, with the Bills scheme, I think it, with playing, you know, the, the cover sixes and, and the cover fours and cover twos that they're going to play, I think that negates some of the speed and allows them to, they're not, I see some comments here about who's going to follow who nobody's going to follow anybody. The bills don't play a ton of man. Now, are they going to play some man? Sure. They'll probably play some, but I mean, most of the time you're going to see them in zone. And so you're not going to have one guy covering all the, you know, any other receiver for the entire game. It's going to be, you know, that's how they keep these guys fresh and rotated. And I, and I liked how um, Andy Benoit, uh, is it Benoit or Benoit? I don't know how he pronounces it, but yeah. You know, know. Anyways, sorry, Andy, but uh, <laughs> you know he he was saying really well when we talked about the middle linebackers on the Zoom call earlier with the thirty third team that he thinks that whoever they plug in there is going to be able to kind of do their one eleventh, and they've got whether it is Bernard or Dodson, and then when Kirksey plays, I think you have a you have enough around them with the safeties and the defensive backs, and then also playing next to Matt Milano, which matters, that those guys maybe, you know, whoever they plug in at middle linebacker is going to be okay so long as they can get those guys lined up. So I think that, you know, the thing to remember is, you know, the middle linebacker is one piece of the defense, and with their scheme, it's not going to really break it. They had plenty of success last season when Tremaine missed games. They weren't lost without him. Um, so I think that, you know, it's going to be a little bit of the same this year. And uh, I think the defense will be just fine to slow down Aaron Rodgers. Most Bills fans are concerned about the middle linebacker position. And I'm not saying I'm not, but Andy Benoit on the, that Zoom call today we were on for the 33rd team uh, was not. I could just yeah, say not at all. He was not at all. It not was even like, a little bit. I, were you a little taken back? Not like in a bad way, but I was like, oh, because he's an outside. Yeah. What? I was excited. Yeah. I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, let's no, no, go. 100%. yeah because obviously – he does great things for the 33rd team is enriched in the football, in the football world industry. But, sure. and this is an outsider. That's not a bills fan, not a bills reporter and nothing to do with the bills. So that makes me feel much better than I did. And I was trying to take it back in a good way. I was like, Oh, I thought he was going to about like rip into the, like the bills middle linebacker situation, which most people have, but going back Lance, what you said about the pass rush, I agree. Look, 
Aaron Rodgers, I said earlier, doesn't move as well as he used to. Uh, he still has a little bit of legs, but he doesn't want to run. Like That's just not what he wants to do at this point in his career. He wants to sit in the pocket. This Jets right. offensive line is not good. It's 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 decent. Look, if you I'm looking at the line, right? I don't think Mikai Becton and Dwayne Brown. Those are some subpar tackles. Mikai Becton has not been able to stay healthy, and when he's on the field, he's been very up and down. Dwayne Brown, Virginia Tech Hokie. I love him. He was great at Virginia Tech. He's been a great NFL tackle. He's past his prime at this point. He's a little past his prime at this point. Great career. He's done great things, uh, but a little past his prime. Connor McGovern at the center position or Joe Tipman, who's a rookie. I don't know who they're starting at center. It says Connor McGovern in the center. That's not a great starting center. We have the better Connor McGovern at that yep. in there. Um, if it's, Is it Joe Tipman? It could be. He was a second-round pick, and we've talked. you and I talked about Joe Tipman. Not a ton, but we talked about a good amount when we did our draft breakdown. So Absolutely. He's a, but he's a rookie starting at center. That's a, a different animal. And then you have Lincoln Tomlinson, who's – Good. He had a good year last year, solid. And then Elijah Vera Tucker is probably their best offensive lineman, in my opinion. But that tackle position on both sides and that center position is a major question mark, in my opinion. And that leaves a ton of space for the Bills to go to go get Aaron Rodgers. And it doesn't have to be sacks. Make them make bad passes. Make them scramble. Pressure. If the Bills can, can get consistent pressure throughout the evening on Monday night against the Jets, they're going to win this game. Right. They're going to win this game because it's the Jets' offensive line is not good enough to sustain this Bills pass rush, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, question from Michael here. Answer is no. I no, don't believe no. so. A. Epineza is a second round pick, not not a first rounder. So, um, you know, he's his role is what his role is. And then if they don't resign him after the end of the year, but he's definitely got a role here and he's an important part of this defense. And then Elam's the same. I think that. Yeah, you know, we might be we might be stacked, but they're part of the reason we're stacked. You know, the reason we're stacked is because we have them at depth. Injuries happen throughout the season. I think Brandon Bean said it the other day. He said we're going to need him when talking about Elam, and I think he would say the same thing about Epinesa. I think that you know we made the deal for Boogie Basham to to you know lessen the load at defensive end, and I think that um, you know Epinesa and Elam are important parts. And if and if God forbid injuries do hit, which they they did last year. Obviously, um, you're you're going to need guys like Epinesa and Elam to step in. Now I know people think that Elam struggled with um, zone coverages and things like that, and that's fine because they can mix it up. They're not going to do these cer- certain things during the preseason. That's what you got to understand is they're going to put the guys in certain positions in the preseason to see how they succeed or fail. And just because they didn't succeed doesn't mean they're no good to the team in the regular season. They can do different things. They can disguise coverages. They can put Elam in more man-to-man situations and play man on half the field and zone on the other half. They've done it plenty of times. So I think that Elam, although you know, doesn't get the um, doesn't get the the rep that he should. I, I just there's no reason to think that he's not going to be on this team. Appreciate the comment, Michael. You've been active tonight on the comment section to Facebook. We appreciate it. Keep coming back next Tuesday. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance Epinets or Elon get the Elon, um sorry, not Elon. Elon get gets dealt. Uh if someone makes an offer we can't refuse, but I just don't see us getting not, the return on no, investment. No. no. With with Miller's on pop, no. It's not I'm not even gonna fathom that. But it's 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 it was a legit it's a legit question maybe a month ago. Yeah. When they were in the chance but they moved off Boogie Basham. So they did their move. That was their move the trade of Boogie Basham. Chris, I know well, I want to keep we want to keep talking, but I got we got I got I have a fancy draft tonight, Lance. I got a big fancy draft at nine. So we're gonna go to the most important matchup and then we're gonna go 
the Bills Jets predictions and we're going to get out of here. So Lance, one matchup that you're looking for Monday night. Yeah, Bills tight ends versus Jets linebackers. I think that's the big matchup. If we exploit that, we're going to be unstoppable, and they're going to have to change what they're trying to do to co- to cover for that, and then that allows uh, the receivers to start getting open. So I think there's a big matchup there to be had between the tight ends and either a safety or a linebacker there. Dalton Kincaid's a problem. He's going to mm-hmm. be a problem for teams all season long, and I think it's going to start week one right out of the gate. I like it. I like it a ton. I, and you touched on that earlier. It's a great matchup. It's a great way for the Bills to exploit that middle of the field. And if you exploit the middle of the field, it opens up a ton on the yeah, outside absolutely. of Diggs and Davis. I think the biggest matchup is Garrett Wilson versus the Bills corners and safeties. I'll, I'll, throw, the, I'll throw the safeties in as well. I said earlier, if the Bills slow down Garrett Wilson. And is it is it Dane Jackson? Is it Benford? Is it White? Whoever's on him throughout the night. And obviously it changes because the Bills sit in zone. I think and safety could see Teron Johnson a lot. You could, too. you could too. They're going to do a lot of different ways to try to slow down what Gary Wilson is, and I think that's a huge matchup because it takes away an elite receiver. Uh, look, it's tough to say he's elite yet, but he's another good year. Then he's in that elite category, and you probably need two good years in a row to start your career to be elite. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's trending in the right direction, so it's a big second year for Gary Wilson, and I think the Bills' corners uh, against Wilson is going to be a huge matchup to watch on Monday night. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. What did Roy say? Who went, uh, Roy, that was a funny one. Who wins the cook-off Monday night? Yep. That's a good one, Roy. Wow. Jimbo. Jimbo's going to cook it up like gumbo. That's a good one. I'm, you know what? Props to Roy. Yeah, he's not as uh, dumb as he looks. Oh, well, I can't see him. Never mind. Final segment of the show. We're going to end Every show with this, and if you're listening on audio, we appreciate Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey. And if you're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as always, we appreciate it. And everyone that was in the comment section tonight, awesome. iSupreme coming on tonight. Octane Energy, check them out. Doing some great things. Lance, this is what everyone's waiting for. These are 100% going to be right, even though we're both going to give two different answers. What is your prediction for Monday night? And give me the score. Yeah, the teams are going to come out on fire. I think they're going to show some things that others haven't seen. And I think that, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a high scoring affair to start. And then, like I said, coming, I think defenses will settle in and things and going into the fourth quarter, um, the Bills will lead by a touchdown. And then Aaron Rodgers gets the ball with four minutes left and the Bills make the stuff and put the game away. And then they win by a touchdown Uh, score. I'll say 37, 30. 37 30. So, for all the people that gamble out there, obviously use underdog fantasy, uh, promo code blitz, but up at the spread there. I like that. I like that. I don't think we get to those points. I think that's a ton of points. 37, that's a ton of points right there. I like the Bills 24, the Jets 17. I think the Bills win by seven. I think. They get after the quarterback too much. I think they hinder Gary Wilson a little bit. I still think he has a good night, but I think the O line for the Jets is nowhere near where people think it is. Or I don't actually. I don't even think people think it is. Just Jets fans think it's good. It's not. Yeah. Uh, I like what Lance, what you said. The, uh, our tight ends will exploit those linebackers for the Bills versus the Jets with Kincaid and Knox. I think they run the ball, and I think all the hype surrounding the Jets week one gets slowed down just a bit. And the national media gets a dose of reality. So 24-17 Bills. Izzy's coming in 24-20 Buffalo. Robbie's coming in 35-28 
He likes the points. Roy, 27-23. All of those scores are – it's, it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be Bills. Bills cover the spread. McDermott covers, baby. So, Bills minus That's two true. now, I think. So, um, you know, you can go book that. McDermott covers. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for tonight's episode. It was a jam – Lance, we it was a jam-packed show. It was an absolute jam-packed show. Had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We did a lot. We, we gave you some of our season predictions. I Supreme came to, came on, talked about Octane Andrew. He's going to send me some. I'm excited for that. I got to get my hands on that. I want to try that. And then we gave you our preview for the Jets game. Next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You guys do not want to miss this. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are built in Buffalo. And if you're in the podcast, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. comes out tomorrow morning and next Tuesday. Guys, Bill's football is back Monday. You guys, we'll break it all down for you guys on Tuesday. Before we get out of here, Lance, who are we sponsored by? Yeah, Underdog Fantasy, the greatest fantasy daily fantasy app on the market. Sign up today on the Underdog app or underdogfantasy.com using promo code BLITZ and receive a deposit match up to $100. Right now they're going, uh, Best Ball Mania is still going on. You can still get into it. $15 million in total prizes, $3 million to first place, $25 in entry. So go uh, sign up now, get your free deposit match, and get some entries into Best Ball Mania 4. I got two entries in right now, and we'll see if I look at another or not. Giving, uh, you know, some of my, I saw my rosters, and they were definitely a preseason drafted roster. So I got to get in with a, with a, um, you know, focused uh, draft now. So uh, also, if you don't mind, check out our Facebook, um, check out our new merch shop, uh, fulfilled by Buffalo Logo right here in Buffalo, New York. Um, Eric's doing great stuff with Buffalo Logo. So go out, check out some of the new merch we got. The shirts are super comfortable and uh, we love what he's got going on there. Otherwise, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we're building this thing back up. We did have to make a switch about um, almost a year ago now, maybe to a new channel. And uh, we're getting back up in subscribers. But go ahead and smash the like and subscribe on our channels. And we appreciate it. Go Bills. Yeah. We'll be back next Tuesday. 8 p.m. Eastern on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Go Bills. Go Bills.